0: Hello, welcome to Powerhouse Politics. I'm ABC News Chief White House Correspondent Jonathan Carl, and I'm ABC News Political Director Rick Klein. So, Rick, a lot of news to get to today, but the story that I think is is front and center is the very sad story of Otto Warmbier uh, killed uh, now uh, as a result. I mean, uh, of of his detention in North Korea. Uh, sadly, you know, just after after getting back to the United States. And we heard uh, some words today from the president about that uh, in the Oval Office. I wanted to just play what the president had to say. It's a total disgrace what happened to Otto. That should never, ever be allowed to happen. If he were brought home sooner, I think the result would have been a lot different. He should have been brought home that same day. The result would have been a lot different. But what happened to Otto is a disgrace. And the uh, president just recently has tweeted something that seemed to imply that there is some kind of action coming against North Korea. We have tried to ask for what the United States uh, or or if the United States is going to take action. The the answers were a little conflicting and hard to understand coming out of the White House briefing. Uh, But the president uh, did tweet just a a short while ago saying that China tried uh, to put pressure on, on North Korea but was unable to do so. Um, I, I don't really know exactly how to read what the president is saying here. Do you, Rick?
1: I think he's, he's learning on the job. It seems to me, John, and we've seen this throughout with, uh, with, the, with Syria as well as North Korea, uh, Iran as well, I'd argue. You're, you're seeing a president who's learning that the world is pretty complicated. And uh, it seems like his policy is adjusting around those complications. He was trumpeting this as a huge victory just a couple of days ago, bringing Otto home. And the clear suggestion was the president was able to do what his predecessor was not able to do. But then, given the the fact that his health situation was as dire as it was, it gets a lot more complicated. And you have to wonder if there were conversations going on with the Chinese behind the scenes where uh, they, they made assurances about what they were working on. The president thought he was getting uh, a big... Political victory, and in fact, um, Otto Warmbier's uh, medical condition had deteriorated to the point that he he never recovered. He was essentially in a vegetative state, and uh, and, and that makes the story a much different one.
0: And John McCain came out with a, a very strong statement saying that Otto was murdered by the regime of Kim Jong Un. Now, today, Sean Spicer was asked directly whether or not the president, the White House, agrees that he was murdered by the North Koreans. Here was his answer. Maybe you can help me interpret. I don't want to uh, before uh, anything further goes on with, with respect to him. I, I'm not going to comment on whether or not uh, his, his situation, how it was handled until we have further information on that. So, again, I don't really understand exactly what Sean was saying there, but, but that was the response to the direct question, does he agree with John McCain that Otto Warmbier was murdered? By the North Koreans clearly trying to, um, I guess,
1: not, not answer the question. And not declare um, war in North Korea from the podium. I mean, that, that's that's the, the logical extension of this, an American citizen, citizen murdered. Uh, again, you have to wonder if campaign Trump, candidate Trump, would have sounded the same uh, or if this is a, an acknowledgment that the world's a complicated place.
0: So a, a lot else going on. Of course, we have the special election in Georgia. We also have the uh, health care bill in the Senate. This is really make or break a uh, week for for i think eventually I, I i my sources tell me rick that we're actually at some point going to see text of this health care bill i mean Allegedly. I, I i supposedly we'll even 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 before they vote on it which would be a, just incredible um uh, but we are joined on the line by a, a true giant of the senate or at least a self-described giant of the senate uh the, uh the the junior senator from the state of minnesota uh mr al franken uh senator franken thank you for joining powers politics
2: uh you bet my pleasure Thank you for inviting me.
0: Um, so I, I, I want to start with the with the before we get to politics. Just the, just the really sad story of, of what has happened with North Korea. Do you do you agree with John McCain that this was essentially murder by the North Korean regime?
2: I do actually. Uh, I, I can't imagine what the family is going through and has been going through. Um, they had him in his custody. He was healthy when they got him and they returned him just short of death in a coma yeah that's what this is and um it's barbaric
0: and and do you think uh, kind of the the you know kind of the the implication much of what the president has said about this is that the obama administration did not do enough to bring him home uh and and you you well know that 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 this was a frustration of of families who uh, who had loved ones taken hostage by ISIS um uh, that that uh that the the administration seemed to take a kind of a you know a cool approach not a, not an urgent enough approach and 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 uh steered families from from taking you know from pursuing this uh from pursuing it too aggressively how do you think did, did the obama administration I mean, obviously, this is the fault of the North Korean regime. This is not the fault of the Obama administration. But but were they aggressive enough in trying to deal with this?
2: I don't know. I wasn't, you know, party to all of that. Uh, I think this is one of the reasons that being president is a such an impossible job, because if you negotiate with terrorists or people are taking people hostage or imprisoning them for for, you know, some excuse of a reason um are you encouraging especially in the, in the isis um case are you encouraging just more of that and israel has sort of taken this uh position and i am not sure i uh I, I you're you're in a very very tragic and uh difficult uh, predicament in these situations
1: Senator, I want to switch over to, to health care. We heard from Mitch McConnell now that the bill, or at least the, an outline of the bill, will be out Thursday, Congressional Budget Office. Uh, will get a chance to review b- beforehand. You've been railing, along with your fellow Democrats, about the secrecy of this process. But if you see the bill on Thursday, any reason you can't vote next week?
2: Yeah, you have to. <laughs> These, uh, a wise man once said that health care is, comp- is complicated.
1: Oh, and of that? course, that I wise man was that.
2: quoting President Trump. Um, <laughs> nobody knew uh nobody knew, and we all knew, and of course we you need more time. This should go through uh regular order. We should be having hearings in in the Senate and uh the this you know we did this in two thousand and nine we had uh hearings in the health committee we had hearings in judiciary um in the health committee i think 160 republican amendments were accepted into the into the bill uh it was <laughs> debated for 25 straight days before it was voted on um it it was scored well in advance this is this is uh a sham what's going on right now and and well it's not just it's not just democrats haven't seen this most republicans haven't seen it either
1: so one thing you had in 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 2009 when you got there a little belatedly in 2009 but you had a majority a strong majority uh right now they have the majority so if you if you debated this for another couple of months what actually changes you're still going to be 52 48
2: well what changes is is that the, the, we aren't monoliths as parties and uh, you might oh who who knows you might have a good idea here and there and you might have some compromise and you also uh, you, uh, have the American people w- watching the process and they can weigh in and doctors and nurses and medical groups and hospitals can can weigh in that's the reason you have Hearings that are public—that's the reason you open a process for for a long time, and so that uh, that that there's a there's a process of hearing from uh, stakeholders and from uh, from the American people. And I can guarantee you, if the American people had seen what the the, the House bill for longer, they would have said they would have said no. Uh, I think they're. Only eight percent of Americans want the Senate to adopt the, health, uh, the, the House bill. Uh, this is the, that another you know another wise man said that that the House bill is a mean bill, and that that man was quoting uh, President Trump as well.
0: Well, let me ask you about that. He actually, I think the the, the quote was mean, 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 um, and then su- supposedly just just yesterday the, the president uh, in his meeting with the the, the tech CEOs. Uh, said that that he wants to see a bill come out of the Senate that has heart. I guess the implication <laughs> being that the one that was in the in 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 the House did not have heart.
2: Yeah, um, but it was also that that was he also quote said it was you know, he also said it was quote great.
0: Great. Oh, you in mean the, back in the Rose Garden when he celebrated the in passage the Rose of the Garden
2: bill. when the yeah. unprecedented celebrating of one House passing a bill.
0: Okay, so <laughs> he's so been he a little bit all over the map on this. But but is is, is there any way to I mean the, the bottom line is. Bit. that... They, is, is 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 there? I mean, clearly there are problems with Obamacare. It needs, it yeah, needs and needs yeah, we should be addressing exchanges. those,
2: and those are uh, the marketplaces. And they've been doing everything they can to sabotage that. They did it by getting rid of the risk corridors, which would have kept much more competition in the market. And they have uh, they're doing it by getting rid of the man- you know not enforcing the mandate. Uh, and they've been doing it by delaying the periods that people can sign up or, or shortening those periods. Uh, they've also been doing it by uh, not not saying whether or not they'll pay for the cost-sharing. Uh, this is um, what this administration done is so negligent in terms of actually caring about the health care of the American people. And what we need to be doing there is we should have a public option so that in every county there's at least one choice, and we should restore the risk corridors, we should do the cost sharing, and we should do everything we can to make that a competitive market so we have as many insurance companies who will offer policies there. And then we need to address... Uh, the price of pharmaceuticals. We know that we've seen the spike in the cost of pharmaceuticals over the last three years, and uh, I have a comprehensive bill that we actually started uh, debate on or uh, hearings on on pharmaceuticals in the in the health committee and the health committee. So we should be doing that on on all of healthcare. So
1: I want to ask you about the book, Senator, because you you actually did something I think deeply unfair to us political reporters, uh, and I blame you and Senator Sass. You actually wrote an interesting book. Uh, usually, That's outrageous. I mean, usually we can, we can like, whip through these things in 30 seconds because we know it's just political problem. But you decided to... I, I, not, it's not just the humor in it. It's it, A lot of the stories, it's worth the read just for the stories of, of how the legislative sausage is made. I'm curious, why did you decide now that it was okay to be funny? To,
2: to write an interesting book? To,
1: to, and, to, to, and to be funny again. I, 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 I First term, Al Franken, sorry to say this, and I'm I, sorry to offend, but you weren't funny for a while. You were trying not to be funny for a while, and now you're funny. Well, I wasn't why?
2: funny publicly. Right. And Yeah, so basically what happened was I won my first race by 312 votes, and it was a very, very contentious race and kind of ugly, and part of the ugliness was taking everything I'd ever – Done in comedy, whether it was writing or just speaking or performing, and put it through this 15 million dollar machine called the Dehumorizer, which was built with Israeli technology. (laughs) It's a chapter title too. Yeah, and and it uh, uh, you know by by the time I got in the office, I wanted to show the people of Minnesota, especially, but everybody, that I was there. To be a workhorse and not a show horse, and that I was there to do a serious job, and I, uh, you know, my colleagues uh, understood right away that I, <laughs> you know, I had I had another challenge, which I had a lot of Republican colleagues who. Uh, were skeptical because, uh, and wary because I had used a lot of humor to heap scorn and ridicule on Republicans for years. But they got to see right away that, oh, I get it. He's funny. And (laughs) he laughs a lot. Uh, I get it. That's why he went in the comedy. But, uh, I certainly didn't show it to the press. And, um, uh, actually, there was. Uh, something during the Sotomayor hearing that was mildly funny and everyone like questioned whether I had done the right thing <laughs> so then I completely shut up on on doing anything funny and a, a member of the press came to uh, my press secretary and said, why is he not funny? and, and she said, because of you guys
1: so it's so, our oh, fault That's always our that's, fault that's like, now you sound like Trump
2: Well, it it was, uh, I did this mild joke in the Sotomayor hearings. I asked her, she had said that she had become a prosecutor. uh, uh, The question from Amy Klobuchar, she said, because of the Perry Mason show. And I said, why? It's weird that you became a prosecutor from a show where the prosecutor lost every case. (laughs) And she said, well, actually, Perry Mason lost one case. And a little down the line, uh, when I returned to it, I said, because I had no time left. I just said, well, "Okay, what case did Perry Mason lose?" And she said, "I don't know." And I said, "Didn't the White House prepare you?" <laughs> and that got a laugh. It wasn't yes. something I had planned. And then the next day there was all this kind of nasal gazing, gazing by the press of, "Like, should Frank have told that joke? Is he just compelled to be funny?" You know, <laughs> it was all that, and I just went, "Oh." You know, I'll just not do anything, pub- you know, publicly. But now, then I won re-election by a comfortable margin, and uh, people of Minnesota got it, and uh, that I was there for serious purposes. So now I'm a workhorse, but I'm a workhorse who allows myself to be funny, too.
0: So uh, the name of the book, by the way, is Giant of the Senate. As we it's Al Franken, again. Giant it's of the Senate. Al Franken, Giant of the Senate. Um, by Al Franken. <laughs> by Al Franken, yes. Um, so i I, I want to ask you about before we get to the obvious 2020 question that I'm sure Rick's got uh, somewhere on his list there but the the, the, uh, the the kind of future of the democratic party question that uh, you know, you're having an interesting time watching the Republican struggle, and Lord knows the struggles are epic right now on on, on the Republican side um, but it was interesting op-ed today by david brooks who has been about as critical uh, uh, as anybody of of president trump and brooks obviously a guy has been you know from from the right kind of kind of center right um but in the new york times um saying let's not get carried away regarding the uh the invested the russia investigation and he recalls his time on the editorial page of the wall street journal during the clinton years when they were constantly constantly churning on and on and on about whitewater And he says, he admits, in retrospect, Whitewater seems overblown. And yet it has to be confessed that at least so far, the Whitewater scandal was far more substantive than the Russia collusion scandal now gripping Washington. There may be a giant revelation to come, but the Trump-Russia story has evolved. As it has evolved, it is striking how little evidence there is that any underlying crime occurred and that there was any actual collusion between the Donald Trump campaign and the Russians. Uh, do, do, does the democratic party risk getting too obsessed with uh you know pursuing st- scandal swirling around the trump white house
2: look i i just think that david brooks has got acknowledged that we have a special prosecutor and it's robert Mueller, and that he is going to do this investigation and i think Pretty much everyone in Washington agrees that he's the guy to do this, and he will get to the bottom of this. He will find this out. I don't know what the answer to these questions are. I'm on judiciary, so I have oversight of the Justice Department, and I certainly hope that uh, attorney, the Attorney General will come testify to, to us again. But uh, I, I, I kind of, um think that, that that's very too early for him to make a judgment just the same way it's too early for democrats to make a judgment about whether there was collusion they certainly are are all the trump people are not are, are acting in a way that they aren't acting like people who have nothing to hide and you know we don't know whether there was collusion and we will have to wait for the special prosecutor to do his job for the um, both intelligence committees in the House and Senate to do their job. You know, there are some very suspicious things there, and, you know, we may get to the point where we're asking what did the president know and when did his son-in-law tell him. <laughs>
1: Okay, so what I, what I love about the 2020 question is that you don't actually have to ask the 2020 question to, to, to know what the 2020 question is. So I want you to answer it in two different ways, if you'll indulge me. I want, I want Senator Franken to answer it in the most predictable, uh, kind of Washington nonsense speak way that you'd answer the question of whether you're running for president, and then okay, the brutally sure. honest, totally, totally sincere, real answer to the oh, question like the of streets. whether you're going to run for president in 2020.
2: Okay, that's very fair. Uh, the, uh, cliche answer is like, look, right now, uh, what I am doing and what I enjoy doing more than anything in the world is serving the people of my state. And, uh, I can't even think about, uh, what's going on that far into the future, but I certainly have no intention, uh, no plans. No plans. Yeah, no plans. To run. Yeah, I have no plans. Uh, scratch the intention thing. I, I didn't know what I was saying. No. I have no plans uh, to run for president in 2020. Pretty then the honest answer is, I don't want to be president. I, I, it's, um, it looks like it's too much work. It's too hard. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen, I've seen how, what the presidency is from a little closer than I thought I'd ever see it when I was a comedian. And it is uh, an incredibly demanding job, Um, and I just, I have no plans (laughs) to (laughs) run (laughs) in 2020.
0: But you're good enough. You're smart enough. Oh, all don't right. do
2: that.
1: Okay,
0: <laughs> <laughs> It's another
2: show. Don't do that. It's a, it's
0: okay,
1: all okay, a okay, different okay. book and another show.
0: Okay. All right. Well, Senator Franken, thank you for joining us in Powerhouse Politics. We hope to have you back on soon.
2: Oh, uh, thank you. Yeah, I'd love to come back.
0: All right. So, Rick, I think you got a... Did, did you get a... Was that a... What was that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's on, honestly that's great. Like, like honestly, what, what, what is fun about this book and what's fun about Al Franken being funny is that... There's a truth that comes through in this humor, and yeah, that that question gets asked a million times. But I'm glad he can lift the veil up and 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 tell us how a senator really thinks when they're an, when they're uh, when they're asking it or they're answering it. I know how I think when I ask it. <laughs> you got to know what the answer is going to be, but it, it is fun. And I and I think at this at this moment where the you know the stakes are deadly serious, and we talked about healthcare in North Korea for Pete's sake today. I mean, this is real stuff, and every day it's on the line. You need to take that step back and realize the the, the humor, the levity, and the 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 downright absurdity of this moment that we that we're living through in politics. So
0: uh, we're, we're almost out of time, but um, this is election day, and uh, voters voting. I love many when many, vote. many people may actually listen to this podcast after the results are in from the uh, the special election in Georgia for Tom Price's seat, Newt Gingrich's old seat, indeed. Um, but I, you know, I and. I do think that, um, that it is going to come down to turnout, and I do believe um, – <laughs> I do believe that the side that turns out more of their voters if – you, if you include the early vote – I mean, I'm including turnout turn right, across right, the right, board. Right. I think that the side that turns out more of their, their voters – in other words, that gets more votes – um, is actually going to win.
1: Uh, you know, I'll, I'll I'll call you on that. Al Franken knows more than that about, about that <laughs> than anybody. Won by three hundred votes. <laughs> uh, yes, I agree that the turnout matters. Uh, look, you know, the only poll that really counts, really, it, it, usually that's on election day, <laughs> but not always. I mean, it, it, it really depends. Oh, I, do, do do you want to venture a prediction that
0: that, that can be instantly proven wrong? I mean,
1: I, I mean. Well, you, listen, you? you're just playing to have the tape, right? So yeah, I'll give yeah. you both versions in the spirit oh, come of no, they, Karen Handel will win, John way. Ossoff will win. Look, I, I, I think this is an, an enormous opportunity for Democrats. If anything, they've built it up too much because it becomes a huge disappointment if they don't win. My gut says Ossoff pulls it off. There's your quote. You can clip it, and then I know John. You'll never play it again if I'm right, and if I'm wrong, it can live forever. That's fine. What's your prediction? Where are you going? I think there's a 40 percent chance he pulls that off. Oh, um, gosh! But we'll uh, do some political but, math with you. That's but good. but I
0: but I, I look. I, I think that I think that um, I think it's a tough one for Democrats to win, and and I, I will agree with you if he does pull it off. Um, it's it's a it's a massive wake up call to the Republicans. I spoke to a. Uh, very well respected and experienced Republican operative who you know well, but I, I don't want to give his name because we were just having a conversation. Uh, who said to me that actually maybe the best thing that could happen for Republicans is to lose this race because it would be such a wake-up call uh, that the, the, sure. the, 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 the House is in jeopardy, that the, the control of the House is in jeopardy. Because yeah. if you cannot, now it's true uh, as as we've said before that. that Uh, Trump only won this district by a point and a half. But it's also true that Tom Price got reelected with 23 percent and that uh, Republicans have held this seat since before uh, uh, Ossoff was born. (laughs) Um, And, uh, you know, that that, that, that a loss, um, you know, loss here would, would be would be would be a really bad blow for Republicans.
1: But flip it around now. The, what What are the stakes for Trump here? Uh, he he obviously he, he, he raised money for handle. He tweeted when he got when he got her name right. Finally, Mike Pence was was down there. Does this does this move the needle for the agenda if they win? They're if they're able to say, look, you can run on Trump policies while Trump is president, and you don't have to fear. Does it work?
0: Sure. I mean, and 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 you know they'll they'll be able to say. And by the way, there's also the race in South Carolina, um, which hasn't been talked about much. Right. And some Democrats are, are, are dreaming of, of, of winning the Mick Mulvaney seat.
1: Which, it's only uh, 200 miles away from the one in Georgia. So it's sort of interesting. There's this regional thing going on. But yes. Yeah.
0: And, and it's gotten much less attention and much less money. But, but who knows? Uh, but but if, if the Republicans hang on... Um, it will mean that, of after all the talk of how you know the Democrats had a chance to pick up the seat in in Kansas, uh, P- Pompeo seat, they had a chance to pick up the seat in Montana, uh the Zinke seat, they had a chance to pick up the if if the Republicans run the table and win all of these, they will have won all seats that were Republican. Basically, yeah. they would have stayed even. Um, they they would have prevented losses in solidly Republican districts, but they would. You know, leave the uh, leave the Democrats essentially uh, zero for three or zero for four if you're gonna if you're gonna include South Carolina.
1: Yeah, it's exactly right, and 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 all of those all those cabinet appointments and all those opportunities that it creates. Uh, that, that, and it says something about about Trump. I am struck too by the the fact that uh, we we see these wild gyrations. You were in the press off, in the uh, in the press briefing room again today, Sean Spicer making a return. This wild gyrations around around messaging. He's had a couple of kind of light Russia days, right? I mean, the, the investigation has been on the quieter front. He hasn't tweeted anything in a couple of days, and there were fewer questions, even for the White House, on on this. That uh, when when they can when they can quiet the other noise, they can make some progress on policy and healthcare is on the move in the Senate.
0: Oh, well, can we do a couple things before we 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 check out on Sean Spicer?
1: We can do anything you like. Okay, great. Because I, I I this was and, and this is breaking
0: news to you because I've not I haven't, I haven't actually written this up yet, but we. Uh, did a little bit of research um uh into I don't know if you know you, you, you're a, you're a you're a guy that watches the briefings right Sure yeah 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 Have you ever noticed that we, with some regularity uh Sean or sometimes uh Sarah Huckabee Sanders will be asked a question they don't know the answer but they say hey we'll get back to you for the yes, answer Yes let, let me check that's, on that That's, that's a that's
1: a certified spicerism yes
0: Right right you've heard that before oh, yeah, right? yeah. So I was kind of curious um, about whether or not they actually do ever kind of get back to us, and and how often that goes on. You know, I mean, because we, we live this day to day, and it, it, sometimes you just want to take a look back. So, with the help of our of our intern uh, Adam Fisher with our Pennsylvania Avenue unit here at ABC News, we went back and looked at every uh, press briefing since May fifth. You know, picked a date, um, May fifth, uh, and found, and we're still going through and kind of checking on all this, but but our initial count is 25 separate occasions where either Sean Spicer or Sarah Huckabee Sanders said some variation of, I don't know, let me check on that, I'll get back to you. Mm. And as far as we can tell, not on a single one of those have... Has, They actually come back with an answer. And these these run the gamut, Rick. I mean, there are questions about why a White House usher was fired and did they get a big severance package? Still no answer on that. There are questions. One that's come up several times is, does the president believe in climate change? I'll get back to you. And still nothing. That's about two weeks in running. Uh, Did did the president invite James Comey to dinner or did James Comey invite himself? Let me get back to you on that. I mean, kind of all over the map, um, and no answer. So I have because one thing Sean said at the briefing today is that uh, although he doesn't hold briefings every day, uh, he does respond to reporters and their emails and their phone calls and all that. So I've I've taken to sending email questions to Sean. Um, haven't gotten a lot of answers yet, but 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 I've I've asked for some clarification on that. Over for twenty so,
1: five. Um, 0
0: for 25. 0 for 25 is is and again we're we're going through this is preliminary findings, so please don't hold me to this it turns out to be 1 for 24 or 0 for 26. I, this is a preliminary analysis. I mean uh, I've ju-
1: I would just I would just note that I mean that's that kind of batting average, like a spot on your fantasy team, is in order. I mean, that's yeah. I mean, that's
0: that's kind of below the. Um, uh, yeah,
1: <laughs> did you have to go there? Well, I know, I'm just saying, it. it's just fact. We're always yeah. reciting facts, but oh, but no. I mean, right. Every one of those questions. Let's 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 ask the press secretary. I think I think we still would like to know the official White House position, even on who invited whom to dinner. Okay, so when
0: we when I get these answers back, uh, we will come back either through our regular Powerhouse Politics podcast or maybe through an emergency podcast, and I will. Um, and by the way, while we're at it, we'll, we'll invite Sean to come on the program yeah, as well. That's so.
1: That's what's known in the business, because Frankens got me into this radical transparency. That's what's known as a recurring feature. A recurring feature. I We're like good. that. We're good. Yes. Good. All right, well, Rick, that's all the time we
0: have. We know you've got a very important appointment coming up. Um, so thank you for listening to Powerhouse Politics.
1: And we'll be back. I mean, we'll be back soon. Very soon.